This is the One Verse Podcast, where we liberate scripture from religion one verse at a time. Well, hello there. It's Jeremy Myers, and you are listening to the One Verse Podcast. The following episode is an excerpt taken from one of the lessons in my online course, The Gospel Dictionary. In case you aren't aware of it, I have an online discipleship group, and one of the main things I do in this discipleship group is teach online courses. I think there's about 10 courses available now for people in the discipleship group, and one of them, one of these courses, is The Gospel Dictionary. The Gospel Dictionary looks at 52 keywords of the gospel, When it's all said and done, there might be a few additional words as well, and contains, I don't know, so far, about 100 hours of teaching, and I'm only about halfway through. So um, uh, this this podcast episode is an excerpt from one, just one of the lessons in that dictionary course. Now, if you want to take that course, you have to be part of the discipleship group, and you can do that by going to redeeminggod.com slash join. Learn uh, more there and uh, join up there. So I, I look forward to, to seeing you there inside the discipleship group and uh, taking this course. Uh, this course will eventually become a book, probably several books, uh, but that's several years away from the time of me recording this. I got to finish the course itself and then edit and process. And So anyway, uh, if, if you're anxious, though, to read everything and get access to everything, the only way to do that is inside the Discipleship Group, okay? They have PDF downloads, MP3 downloads, and you can uh, interact with me there as well about the content of these lessons. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really, really appreciate it, telling other people about it as well. That's how uh, word spreads about this. If you find the content of these podcasts helpful, Uh, and you're sharing it with others. Thank you so, so much. All right, with all of that in mind, let's get into the content of today's podcast study. We have a similar passage in Matthew 13, 22 through 24. This is the parable of the four soils, similar parallel passage in Luke chapter 8. Let me just read uh, verses 22 and 23 out of, out of Matthew 13. Now, he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. So, if you've heard sermons on this passage, you have likely heard people say that the four soils of Matthew 13 and Luke 8 uh, reveal, you know, the difference, how to tell the difference between true Christians and everybody else. The true Christians are the fourth soil, those who will receive the word with the gladness and bear fruit, to, you know, hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. Everybody else, they might think they have eternal life. They might think uh, that they 
are part of God's family, but they are deceived, they're false, and so on. Okay, And that is often how this passage is taught. And this understanding is largely due to the word saved in Luke 8.12. Many people believe and teach that in order to truly be saved, you not only have to believe, but you also have to have the good works or the fruit to provide evidence of that salvation. All right, but this entire misunderstanding of this parable of the four soils uh, is based on misunderstanding of the key terms in it. Uh, just like many of these texts that we're talking about in this study of fruit, uh, there's sort of a grouping of words that are often related, and you have to understand all the words in their context in order to properly understand the overall message. And that's the same with this parable of the four soils. Along with fruit, you also have to understand the terms kingdom of heaven, uh, salvation, and and then fruit, of course. So uh, we, we do cover these other terms in the Gospel Dictionary course, the kingdom of heaven. I'll be looking at here in a few more lessons and um, salvation also later on. Uh, So let me just briefly summarize those terms for you. The word kingdom of heaven does not refer to heaven. It does not refer to going to heaven when you die. The kingdom of heaven, the term, refers to the rule and reign of God. Here and now, on this earth, in your life. Uh, Yes, the kingdom of heaven will extend into eternity with you. Uh, But... Uh, you can begin to experience it now in your life by living according to the will and ways of God. And and, and so those who enter into the kingdom, those who inherit the kingdom, those who experience the kingdom, are those who live in light of God's way of doing things. On this earth, it's an experience of, of blessing and joy and satisfaction and fulfillment as God rules and reigns in your life now. That's the kingdom of heaven. That's what Jesus is talking about here, experiencing the kingdom of heaven now. He's not talking about how to go to heaven when you die. If he was, then he would be saying you need to have good works to do that. And we know that going to heaven, uh, receiving eternal life, justification, it has nothing whatsoever to do with good works. Uh, And that helps us also define this second term, salvation. Term salvation or saved. Nowhere in the Bible does it refer to justification or receiving eternal life. The word saved means deliverance. That's the word. And you must look in the context of the word to figure out what type of deliverance is in view. And the disciples are out on the boat and they say, Jesus, save us, because a big storm has come up. They aren't saying, Jesus, uh, help us have eternal life so we can go to heaven when we die. No, they don't want to drown. They're saying, deliver us from drowning in this storm. And so you must, this is the same with all forms of quote-unquote salvation in the Bible. Substitute in the word deliverance or deliver, whatever, and then look in the context to see what kind of deliverance is in view. In this case, here in Matthew chapter 13, it is those who hear the teachings of Jesus and obey them, who live in light of them. It is they who are delivered, saved. From what? What kind of deliverance is in view? From a worthless and pointless existence here on earth. You are saved from a pointless existence on earth, And instead, you are allowed to experience the kingdom of of God, the rule and reign of God in your life here on this earth now. 
And the entire point of this passage is that Jesus is offering this rule and reign of God in our lives here and now. He's offering it to everybody, and there are four types of responses to his offer. In this case, the cares and the troubles of this world steal away the joys of the reign of God. And we can choose which one we experience by how we respond to the teachings of Jesus. The two terms, uh, the, 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 these two terms we've looked at, the kingdom of God and salvation, uh, they then help us understand this word fruit. In the context, look, the word can refer to correct teachings about God and Scripture, which are heard, understood, applied, and taught to others. This is one of those texts where the word fruit can also refer to good works, uh, specifically the life of fulfillment and joy that comes from following God's instructions on how to live. And we know that the Bible, the Word of God, contains instructions on how to live and to live the best life possible. God created this world. He created us to live in it. And God knows best how to experience joy and satisfaction and fulfillment in this life. And so God gave us those instructions. And if we obey those, if we do what God has says, then uh, our life will produce a harvest of blessings, not only for ourselves, but for others also. So Jesus is teaching here that if you want to have a productive life, the ways of this world will lead you into emptiness and deadness, but the ways of God will lead to a fulfilling and profitable life, full of satisfaction and significance. Note, once again, there is absolutely nothing in this text, in this context, in this passage about the fruit or the absence of fruit or whatever in a person's life uh, as helping us determine whether or not that person, or even ourselves, where we're going to spend eternity. Any individual, or you know, whether they're a believer or an unbeliever, can be any of the four soils in this parable. Take out your Bibles and read through this parable, and you can think about it. And, and as you read through the uh, description of the first soil, ask yourself: Can this be true of an unbeliever? Well, of course it can. Can this be true of a believer? <laughs> well, yes, that's true too, and that's true with all four soils. Right? It, just as it is entirely possible for a true and genuine child of God to allow the devil to snatch away the truths of Scripture from our hearts before they can take root, or to allow the cares and worries of this world to choke out the promises of God. Right? That's true for a believer. Well, it's also true that an unbeliever can see the wisdom in the teachings of Scripture and decide to pattern their life after them. Now, does that mean this unbeliever has now become a believer? No, they've just seen the wisdom of the teachings of Jesus and said, you know what? That sounds like good advice. I'm going to follow those. And Jesus is saying that when a person does this, look, they might have might not have eternal life, but they can still begin to experience the ways God wants them to live in this life. And that then might lead them to listen to more of the teachings of Jesus and therefore believe in Jesus to receive eternal life. The point is, this parable has nothing whatsoever to do with how to determine whether or not who, you know, someone has eternal life. It instead describes the four possible ways that any person, whether they're a believer or an unbeliever, any person might respond to the teachings of Scripture. 
All right, so in this context then, fruit, uh, it, it can refer to good works. But even when it does, these good works do not determine, cannot be used to determine whether or not a person has eternal life. Uh, yes, they might be helpful to determine whether or not a person is following the teachings of Scripture. But just as unbelievers can follow the teachings of Scripture, just like believers can, all right, and experience positive consequences as a result, we cannot think that when a person is obeying Scripture, that means, oh, well, that person's truly a believer. No, uh, both believers and unbelievers can obey the teachings of Scripture, and those who do will experience the positive results uh, of obeying what, what God has described in Scripture. That's the basic overview of the parable of the four soils and what it is teaching about good fruit. So that's going to do it for today's podcast study. I hope you found this study helpful and beneficial in not only understanding a key word about the gospel, related to the gospel in Scripture, uh, but also help bringing you greater and deeper understanding of a particular Bible verse uh, from Scripture. And of course, it's not just about gaining knowledge of the Scripture, but also applying it to our lives so that we can live in light of the gospel with God and with others, and also bringing this light to the world. Just as a reminder, this podcast study was an excerpt from my Gospel Dictionary online course. This course looks at 52 keywords of the gospel and hundreds and hundreds of Bible passages about the, the gospel. And uh, it is available. The only way to take this course is by joining my online discipleship group. You can learn more and join by visiting redeeminggod.com slash join. You not only get access to this online course, the Gospel Dictionary, but all of my other courses as well. We're thousands of dollars. There's hundreds of hours of teaching, and I'm adding more all the time. So anyway, if you would like to learn in this format through audio, uh, you can join there. There's PDF downloads, book downloads, free eBooks, even get access to my private Facebook group. You can contact me by email and so many other benefits as well. Uh, just by joining up, I'm going to send you a free audio book on prayer. So anyway, to learn more and join me there, just go to redeeminggod.com slash join. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode today, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode as well. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.